1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: Welcome back for another
3: OG show live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down.
0: Welcome back to another episode of
4: Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys
0: and girls. Welcome to, once again, the bass kayak appears. Brother... This is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Pelican. Welcome
1: market.
4: back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and fur. your host. Hey, welcome back to the Marriott Podcast. I'm your host, sister.
0: Hey, welcome back to Off the Water.
3: Happy... Suze
4: here with the Ventures of Outdoor Woman podcast. Hey,
3: guys. Welcome to the Rusty Hook kayak fishing podcast.
2: We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough for all situations go to pelican.com eastport marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake for all your lodging kayaking go to eastport.info yak gadget for all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs go to yakgadget.com All
4: right everyone welcome back to the Mindset podcast I'm your host Chris Lipka today we have back uh, Coley from alabama correct yes sir how you doing man i'm doing good how are you i'm doing great man it's uh well snowed for the first time today so that's not great but it signals kind of the end of the fishing season for us <laughs> but, yeah, it's starting it's starting to get cold around here too yeah um but I wanted to have you on today because obviously, yeah, the UKFL team won the whole championship, and I just kind of I was trying to have you and Dan on here to talk about the win and how you guys, throughout the season, how you guys kept your mindset going forward and all that good stuff. Uh, if you just want to get started by just explaining, kind of what happened.
3: <coughs> yeah, we uh, our team's the. Uh... Um, we fish for the KFL, it's acoustic King and it's, you know, on the team, it's Dan Perry, uh, me, Chuck Weiss, uh, Lance Coley, Jordan Marshall, Dustin Nichols, Nick Dyer, Joe McElroy, um, there's eight of us on the team and, you know, we just knew going into this year that we fished last year and we did, we did well, we made it to the playoffs ended up losing in Texas, um we just knew going into this you know if we were going to do it right we needed to you know all be on the same page you know nobody would hold anything back as far as like you know going into event we would you know share information as far as like hey what's working for me what's not working and we would like dissect the lake whatever lake we were going to you know we would have a, like a real good game plan going into it um you know we wouldn't just show up and fish we were you know hey i'm going to this part of the lake you know Joe might go down here, Dan's going down here, and then we just kind of all at the end of the day and throughout the day really just stay, you know, in touch and communicate. That was the biggest thing for our, our success was probably, you know, communicating. Um, you know, we talked a lot throughout the season and, uh, you know, as far as water and how we're breaking down the water. And, and, and honestly, I think we all got better as the year went on because – you know you got people like dan perry chuck weiss joe jordan Dustin nichols i mean you got some of the best guys you know in kayak fishing and you get to pick the brain a little bit you know we're all sharing you know hey what you know what what their styles are and how they break down water so it, it was really cool to you know be able to experience that and all work together as a team to have the same end goal and you know we got it done but i would say you know Moving forward, that was probably the key to our success was, um, you know, communicating, uh, you know, we just threw it all out there. We knew we knew we couldn't win if we held anything back. So,
4: Yeah, so at the beginning of the season, I mean, I don't know exactly what your guys' schedule was. Was there anything that kind of like you guys had a, either like a hiccup on or something that was like a struggle <coughs> or – or not even at the beginning, but throughout the season. Um, I wouldn't say
3: we really struggled. Um, we had a really solid year. We we pretty much, I mean, we took care of business. Um, like our our four home or four home games. I mean, you know, our home tournaments, as you want to call it. Uh, I mean, we basically, you know, we won by a pretty good margin. Uh, we fished against some really good teams. It's just, you know, coming to this area of Alabama. And, you know, if you've never been here before or haven't spent much time here, it can really, you know, make you hate it. I mean, it can, you know, people can be crushing them, you know, right next to you or right down, you know, the water from you. And and you're just, you know, not getting bit or, you know, I mean, it's just, this place is really, really special. And we knew that how tough this place could be from, you know, somebody from the outside coming in. So we were like, well, you know, we'll have our, our home tournaments, here and that'll give us the biggest advantage is winning all of our home tournaments, and then you know I mean we've got a lot of experience in traveling. You know I mean I think we all travel. Everybody on the team travels, and have all done good traveling. You know in tournaments out of state, so it was we felt good about you know matching up or you know if we had some close tournaments, you know we weren't too worried about it. But um, we end up losing. We lost two of our um, away ga- or away tournaments. <laughs> Um, we lost at HACO to the Tar Heels, you know, hats off to them. We, um, they got on a late day, fl- uh, flurry, um, and, you know, they just, they beat us, flat out beat us, but, um, we didn't lose by a whole lot to them. And then we, <clears throat> we went to Santee Cooper and fished against the South Carolina team. And it was just a tough time to be there. Even the home team only caught nine fish. So of the 10 fish limit, so they didn't even have a complete limit and then, I think I caught the only three or four that we had on the, on the board. So it was, it was a struggle for all, for everybody. It seemed like, and from what I gathered, it was just that time of year. It was that funk, you know, so, but we weren't too worried about it. We we knew we were sitting pretty good going in the playoff, you know, <clears throat> bracket. We just didn't know where we'd fall. And uh, we just took care of business in the playoffs. And really, I think our best tournaments were in the playoffs. I think we had the best limits in the, in the playoff, uh, then you know we did basically the whole year. So when it when it when it mattered, we took care of business. But yeah. it was we were just really confident, and uh, you know the guys we had on the team. I mean, you know, you look at them and you look at what they've done on and off the water, and I mean, it's just it's hard to argue
4: with. No, that's good to hear. Um, is there anything that you guys are look back on and say, well? even though we won this year, uh, we can do this better or we could do that better?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, there was, you know, several times, like, during traveling um, that, you know, uh, like at Hako. I mean, I was catching them in one specific spot. I caught probably in the, you know, low to mid-20s on fish off one little spot uh, over about a three-hour period. I mean, I caught six on back-to-back cast and – It's just, you know, little stuff like that that was like, well, should I have left those numbers? Um, Because there was quality there, but you had to catch, you know, five or six, and then you'd hook a a decent one or a good one. And looking back at it, you know, I thought, well, should I have not caught 30 fish that day and just went and looked for, you know, two or three big ones. Um, But that was kind of the game plan. I had, in practice, Joe had over 100 inches and five fish. In one day, so he felt really good, and then I'd caught like 92 or 93 inches on my first day of practice there, so I was feeling you know pretty good. And I was like, you know, if we can just do what we did in practice, we should be sitting all right. And then you know, of course, Dan and Lance, you know, the the sticks they are, you know, we're like, well, they'll have a solid game plan, and well, they're gonna catch fish. So we felt really confident going into it, and it was like, you know, tournament day comes around, and um that specific lake is very well known for like wake boats and uh, you know skiing and stuff like that and, it, and it's it's a it's a fairly large lake but it fishes really small like as far as like some of those creek arms and you know sloughs and coves and that was that was how they ended up getting a school fired up you know i was fishing up a, <clears throat> a creek arm um and about you know six to ten foot of water um and was catching them off a stump and I, I didn't have any boat traffic really back there other than a few small you know boats bass boats um but none of the like you know the, the wake boats or nothing and that was where they ended up catching their fish was uh, a couple wake boats come through pushing some wakes and i guess it pushed some bait up in there and triggered those schools to start feeding and you know they caught some really nice fish right there in the last 20-30 minutes that you know, it's just out and they end up winning. Um, but it was, it was really, that was something I learned is, you know, I mean, that never really fished a lot of uh, lakes with the kind of wake boat traffic that that one had. I um, mean, there was just a ton of people out there on the water. We're and just, it was,
4: they do not know, care about
3: us. Oh no. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I mean there were huge waves and, uh, even with my motor, I mean, it was, you know, and I was, and, and the waves are crashing over the, front of my kayak and I was like, "Oh man, I mean there were several times I went to the bank and I think it was worse on the bank than it was on the out in the off the shore, but Yeah, yeah but I mean that was I guess looking back I just kind of The
1: 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history, designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the US military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At MidwayUSA, We make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
3: Should I have took a different approach to it and went and, you know, i would caught a few big fish and practiced, you know, 19, 18 19 plus inch fish so i felt like i could run across them or at least i knew where they were at but i just i didn't get them i didn't necessarily get those bites during the tournament and looking back at us i just wonder if i should have focused a little different as far as trying to find some bigger schools of quality fish you know three or four fish here and there schooled up or <clears throat> but if we if we ever went go back or went back i I would i would i would like to fish that lake again it was it had a lot of potential and it was it was a pretty lake it's different than a lot around here it was really deep didn't have a lot of shoreline structure you had docks so we had a little bit a few docks but it was more like a smith lake kind of that kind of deal it was you know fairly deep uh, and just you know pretty pretty clean as far as like the lake and the layout of it there wasn't a lot of lay downs or stuff trash or anything in the lake so those fish just kind of roam and schooled and chased bait everywhere it seemed like all day and it was you know you could find them on the graph one minute and then you know they're completely gone and they'll come back or another school would move up and i mean it was it was a neat layout of the, of that lake
4: yeah it just sounds like the the pleasure boaters kind of Got the best of you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they definitely
3: wore us out. I, was, I felt like I was in the ocean all day. I was like, oh, my gosh.
4: All right, so let's kind of switch gears to championship uh, weekend, we'll call it. And uh, <clears throat> how did you guys feel going into that weekend, and how did you kind of, like, prepare for it?
3: Well, I've fished Chick a few times, and I like Chick, um, and I like the grass, and I like how it fishes, and, you know, our team as a whole had had a pretty good bit of experience there. You know, Joe has fished there for years and years and understands that place better than most people do, and Jordan, you know, won the Tennessee State Championship up there this year, Um, so, you know, he, he likes that lake pretty good. Um, and has always done well there and you know dan's fished it chucks fished it lance has fished it and you know we just we all talked and it was pretty cool deal because you know there's eight of us on the team and so we all were like hey we'll just all go and we'll all stay together and you know whoever gets on the best consistent pattern will fish saturday You know, no hard feelings to, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have cared if it wasn't me or if the team wouldn't have picked me to fish. I did not care because, I mean, I was looking at it from a team standpoint. And if I wasn't on fish or wasn't catching fish, um, I was gladly going to sit it out. Um, But, you know, we went. um, Seven of us went. Dustin ended up having to work. So uh, he didn't get to come. We really hate that. But uh, we had a good time. And so seven of us went and we all started fishing you know some people pre some people pre-fished friday some fish some pre thursday friday and then me and joe pre-fished wednesday thursday friday and i caught plenty of fish on wednesday just not the size i was looking for you know all 16 or you know uh 16 or less inch fish i probably caught you know 15 or so um and it was just kind of constantly moving, wasn't really breaking down one specific area. And then um, Thursday, you know, went into it, caught a few fish. I was like, okay, I, I kind of, I'm kind of picking up the pattern, what they're doing, how they're setting up and everything. And, uh, you know, Friday went, fished a different area and, and, and found them. I mean, I found some quality fish, I mean, like, you know, 19, 20 inch fish. And I called a a 21 um, on Friday which I hate that I called her, but I called a 21, I called an 18 and a half and a 17. And I was like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not fishing anymore. Um, The team ended up picking me to fish. So me, Dan, Dan had a really good practice. I mean, Dan, Dan doing Dan things. He, I mean, he had a good practice. He caught fish, got on a heck of a pattern um so we felt like you know he needed to fish um joe had been spending a lot of time practicing um had been you know doing really well fishing really good and you know as good as jordan has fished on that lake and you know knowing what he can do on that lake we were like okay we the team all agreed that you know jordan joe dan and myself would go out and fish on the championship and um we felt like that would give us pretty good odds and um we were all really kind of spread out across the lake. I think the only people that were really close were me and Joe. Me and Joe launched at the same ramp, um, and I and Joe Joe fished like you know back in some coves, and I fished all main river grass um, out there on some of the bars and the grass flats. And um, it started out as a struggle for me. I'm not even going to lie to you. I I mean I I caught a 16, and then I lost a about an 18 or better and then I lost another one that was probably in the 16 17 inch range and the wind picked up really strong and I was like this is this is what I need I need this wind to pick up and they they were short striking it but they weren't really committing to my bait they weren't you know eating it It, the ones that I caught were all like you know barely hooked inside the lip or on the outside of the lip and or the face it was like they were coming up and hitting it with their face but they weren't you know really committing to it and uh So I made a move, covered a bunch of water, and I knew what I wanted to fish and what the fish were were relating to, so I just needed to find more of it, and I did. I mean, I ended up finding some of it, and uh, me and Derek Brundle from the the Massachusetts team were fishing about a mile apart, Um, but he was fishing kind of the same stuff that I was focusing on and um, ended up having fish blowing up all around me. Missed a few. I had Keith Lambert follow me with a uh, with a camera. Uh, they were flying a drone. It was pretty cool. I got some cool drone shots. Um, and it was really weird. The the there was no current, and the the wake boats or the big barges, like you know, I mean, it was like these big, big yachts would come down the main river. There was no current. There was hardly no wind at this point. It completely died down and these yachts and stuff would come by and it would push the wakes up in this grass. And when the waves would crash and hit in the grass, the bass would start busting shad because there was shad everywhere, like little two, three inch thread fins. And so I was like, okay, it's all about timing. I need to be here, sitting here when this when this goes down. And so I stayed right there. I threw and threw and threw and they wouldn't even look at it. And um, a big yacht come down the river and I was like, okay, it's about to happen. I'm, I'm just going to sit right here, and I'm not going to throw till that weight crashes. And when the weight started crashing, I seen them, you know, subsurface just eating them, just and uh, so I picked up and threw over there, and I had a absolute giant come off. And Keith, Keith was my witness. It was probably my PB. Um, I mean, it was it was a two footer. I mean, it was for sure. It it came up, her whole head come out of the water, and ate it. Went back down, I let her have it, I set the hook and brought her up and she came up like ups like her upside down, shaking her mouth. And I mean, it was insane. I mean I, I mean I I had like a mental breakdown, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> but she come off and uh Keith was like, No and I was like, I oh, know, man, geez. I was like, That's that would have been the icing on the cake right there with thirty minutes left in the tournament and uh like a couple of casts later, I I made the same throw and hooked one probably about three and a half, three and three quarter, maybe four, probably not. But it's probably about probably high threes. Come up and eat it, and I mean I let her have it. I set the hook, stuck her, come right off. I mean I just I don't know. It wasn't my day, um, but you know Jordan had a day. He called him really well. Um, he was really consistent as far as numbers, and you know. The, 15 16 17 inch fish and that's what we needed and um joe caught, you know a couple of good ones but you know really the story is dan i mean dan had a day i mean dan had 96 and some odd inches i think it was like 96 and a quarter or something like that in his best five and really i mean he just literally carried all the weight on his shoulders that day i mean it's I mean, there's nothing else to say about him. I and he just <laughs> went. Out, I mean, he went out there, and and I mean, I don't know if a lot of if if you don't know Dan, you need to know him. But he is like super cool, calm, collect. I mean, you can't get to him. You, you know, he does well under pressure. Uh, and I mean, he just he had a pattern. He stuck to it, and he ran that. And I mean, he just he stuck the good fish and got him in the boat, and. I mean, it was just he carried the weight of the team and, you know, he ended up getting MVP of the tournament um, off his performance. So, you know, hats off to him. Uh, But that's the cool thing about the KFL, though, is, you know, throughout the year, everybody has had their chance at carrying the weight because, you know, like some of our home events, you know, like one event I had like seven fish, you know, got to carry, carry a little bit of the weight. Chuck Chuck did it in one of the home events. Um, you know, Dan did it in one of the last home events. Um, I mean, it's just it's been like that all year. Like you know, and that's what's so cool about it is if you know if you necessarily ain't or you're struggling or you're not you're not having a good day, your team can can you know pick up your slack and and that's I think that's what made us so close was you know we all respected each other and understood that and didn't care you know I mean it didn't matter I mean we won. And we didn't care how we won, but as long as we won, we were all happy. You know, if I caught zero fish or one fish or ten fish, you know, we were just happy to be a part of it and happy to be a part of the team. And, you know, just wanting to get the win was the was the only goal. So it was a, it was a special year, and it'll be hard to top what we've done. I mean, it'll be hard to have the same team or, you know, have the same results or. But, you know, it can be done, but it'll be it'll be hard. This year was really a special year for us.
1: Knives, machetes, saws and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top of the line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At MidwayUSA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's, obviously it's going to be hard to repeat. <laughs> yeah, really hard. <laughs> especially like more teams are joining, more more competition coming in every single year. It's obviously a growing league. It's something that I will be involved in this upcoming year. But it's—I mean—it seems like a great platform. It's a great, great chance for guys to come out and show what they can do, and also when they're not on their best a game for someone to help them out. You know, like nice. you were saying, um, it's not—it takes the the single the the guy you know the normal tournaments is you're by yourself and it kind of makes it fun again, where if you're having a bad day, someone can come and help you out instead of I'm having a bad day. This tournament's not going my way. This is crap. Why did I come here? All those things that run through your head. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, um, but you know, we're about 23 minutes in and, uh, we kind of covered most of the uh, KFL stuff. How did your uh, single tournaments go this year? Well,
3: this year I'd made, I'd made my mind up. I was going to just basically solely focus on the national level as far as, you know, Hobie or bass or stuff like that. I did fish one Hobie event um, at Ufala. Um, Didn't do, didn't do too hot. Um, I really struggled at the whole practice and, the event i just i just couldn't get them in the boat i couldn't i couldn't fill a limit i mean it was it's it was it was sucky on my part but you know we all have them days but um i wanted to focus you know i knew going into this if we didn't put all our time all, you know all our eggs on one basket for the kfl that you know we were gonna either come up short or lose and You know we we knew like hey you know we want we want to make a run at this thing and we we want we got the guys on the team to make a run at it we just got to focus on it and you know our minds all need to be in the same place and so we did it you know me me and dan a lot of the guys dedicated our whole year to the kfl you know practicing and you know practicing as much as we could on these events coming up you know taking time off work and it was but, I mean, that's what it took. It took time on the water to, you know, prepare for this. And um, we fished some local stuff in between, uh, you know, the the KFL stuff. And um, I really enjoyed fishing with Iron City Kayak Anglers. And, you know, uh, we had our state championship, our Alabama state championship. Um, and I've got, I think I got second. I got second here at home in a in a joint event with Iron City and Coosa River kayak anglers, and then I got second at um, uh, a bank uh, the Bankhead event, and um, those are just you know two of my favorite events, and that's just a super fun trail if you're around you know Birmingham or Gaston um, and you want to start kayak fishing, um, you know join Iron City. Um, I mean it's a great it's a great trail, ran by great people um you know there's not a lot of drama or nothing like that i mean it's just you know guys that just want to fish and have some they have the events on some really really good fishery so it's fun to fish that trail and and get to fish those places but that's that's really what i that's really what i like to fish when i'm not traveling or nothing is with iron city i mean i just i enjoy it it's you know dan and chuck and lance and a lot of the guys fish that fish that trail so um, and our state championship was on, uh, the Coosa river in Watonka. Uh, and, you know, Lance had a really good day. Lance had a 90 inch stringer. Um, I think Lance got third, if I remember right. And, uh, my one big fish, I caught a 22 inch largemouth. Uh, so we, we had a pretty good year locally and, you know, and traveling, but, you know, next year I made a few changes as far as, um, what i'm using and you know uh like sponsors and stuff like that so i'm i'm uh next year i'm just gonna try to fish as much national stuff as possible you know for the you know, Hobby bos series and you know waiting for the bass schedule to come out um that's my goal for next year is just like I'm, I'm preparing for it now you know i mean like i hear some people say oh it's you know it's winter time you know you deer hunt and i deer hunt too so i can't see anything but uh, you know, I'm like right now I'm, I'm already rigging my stuff. I'm already switching stuff out. I'm getting prepared for next year cause you know, February, the first BOS series at the Harris chain is February and I mean, it's gonna, it'll be here before we know it. And, oh, yeah. uh, so I just, I want to get everything squared away now and work out all the kinks and be ready for when stuff starts rolling around. And I just, I enjoy fishing the national events and I, I enjoy fishing the solo stuff, um, I don't think, I'm not, I don't think we're going to do the KFL next year, uh, for the Coosa Kingfishers. I think we've all agreed that we've all got family stuff going on and, uh, me and Dan's kind of wanting to travel and, you know, fish bass stuff because we're on the, we're on the same kayak team now. So me and him's going to, uh, we have the same sponsor. So me and him's going to, uh, probably stay together a good bit and travel together and, uh, it's it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited for 2023, and I appreciate all the people that supported us in 2022. You know, Dugout that was one of our sponsors, and you know Cherokee County, and um, you know Bio Batteries, and I mean there, there's a bunch of them, and I just I appreciate them for supporting us and uh, helping us out. And you know, but I'm just excited for 2023 and see what it's got in store. I, the Hobie series looks really good. I know that. I know the Hobie BOS, it's a fun – I I was fortunate enough to win one Hobie BOS championship, and that kind of, like, you know, lit a fire, I guess, and I want to just get back to that and, you know, try to be competitive up there again and fish against the best, and that was – I don't know, it was really special for me to win that one because it was here, it was at home, and I feel like a lot of people at home, they struggle, and uh, so – when I won that one, it was kind of like, "Yes, I can do it." And then going to the TOC and getting fourth was almost sweeter than winning it. You know, I mean, it was it was a uh, a good experience, and I like AJ and all those guys. So I'm looking really forward to fishing their trail this next year and trying to make as many
4: of those uh, those events as I can.
3: Uh, schedule looks pretty juicy.
4: Yeah, it's good to hear, man. I was asked about sponsors, but it's kind of like you kind of went off and named them. A- named a couple already <laughs> well uh
3: for for 2023 um i'll be fishing for bucks yeah. island uh, marine in uh, south side alabama um, so if you if you uh need any hobies or any jacksons um, they are a hobie jackson dealer i'm on the jackson team um, so if there's anything anybody needs as far as jackson wise or they want to look at feel free to hit me up or call bucks and we can get you the demo a boat or you know whatever whatever you know if they somebody wants to look at them we actually the shop's actually getting i think five of the the new kusa x's i don't know if you've seen those but they are sweet
4: I haven't seen, I've seen the video come out, well, not the video, but the picture come out. I haven't actually looked into the video of the walkthrough. Yeah,
3: well, check out my Facebook. I'd, I'd shared a, a video of it on there, and I mean, it's it's going to be a game changer for, you know, rivers and guys that like doing long river floats. And I
4: mean, that boat was already designed for the river to begin with. Oh, yeah. I so... mean, it is. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean that's basically they basically just you know it's it's the same thing, but they've just they've changed so much to it. I mean it's got the the horizontal rod storage. I like I like the length and the width on it. It's eleven foot eight, it's thirty six inches wide. Um that's got a completely new seat. It's got the horizontal rod storage. Um I mean it's the foot pegs are they've changed and I mean it's 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 it's, it's a sweet little boat. Um so if anybody's wanting one of those let me know or let bucks know. And I mean, they've got, you know, all kind of, I mean, we got NARS at bucks. We've got the CUSA FDs. We've got CUSA HDs, which the CUSA HD, um, I don't know how many more of those will be available because the CUSA X is taking the CUSA
4: HD spot. All right, man. Well, I've had you on for a little over 30 minutes. Anything else you'd like to say before we close it out here? No, nah, I just appreciate having me on. It's always a pleasure
3: talking, fishing and stuff. So um, I really enjoy it and good luck Absolutely. to everybody and good luck to everybody in 2023. And... and now it's
4: just a matter of it coming around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, I appreciate you joining me and uh, have a good rest of the day, dude. Right. You too, man. I appreciate it. Bye.
2: Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddling Finn.